0: pa pa po boys pa po pa boys pa po pa boys po pa po pa 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 boys pa po pa boys pa po pa boys pa po pa boys po pa pa boys pa po pa boys pa po pa boys pa pa boys po pa pa boys pa 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 boys pa pa po boys oh that's right listeners the po boys are back Ugh. After Star Wars Celebration... Game of Pose! Game of Pose, oh my gosh. There's our title for the episode. Oh no, what are we doing? That's right, listeners. We are doing, due to popular demand by
1: some people... For the record, I don't know what we're doing, so I'm learning this with you listeners.
0: Um, We are going to be doing a Game of Thrones episode, where we're going to go over, because some of you might not be aware... We're going to do a speculation nation on the Game of Thrones guys doing a Star Wars trilogy, because right now Mm -hmm. um, people are very, very upset um, at the Game of Thrones producers for what's happening. And the Star Wars fandom, if you've been looking at Star Wars Twitter, has um, (laughs) basically been like, can we sue the Game (laughs) of Thrones guys (laughs) To not do this. Can we call malpractice on the Game of Thrones guys? <laughs> 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 so we're going to um, provide a little bit of background, um, share our opinions on um, Game of Thrones, their background. Um, not too deep. Like, we're not going to go into spoilers or anything. And then speculate a little bit on... So are we...
1: Are we- Should we issue a Game of Thrones spoiler warning here, or are we just strictly talking about these dudes? And
0: well, we'll talk about. I mean, we can. I don't really. I guess I'd be
1: inclined not to get too much into that, so more people can listen to it. You know, I don't know if your mom or Christopher Sean watch Game of Thrones. So, you know, if even one of them doesn't, that's Mm. half of our listeners.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like at this point, um, most people have some general understanding of Game of Thrones, but. Um, we're not going to talk about anything too big in terms of spoilers. Um, so if you've watched the first All season, right. so we're calling it then. Um, yeah. So no spoilers, you can listen, you can listen ahead. Yeah. No spoilers. You can listen ahead. Um, there are some things that at this point, you know, if you have not watched the show and so however many years you should, are you know, like culturally you'll know some things, right? Like, um, kind of like those people that haven't seen Star Wars have heard that, like, Luke, I am your father, even though that's not what the cr- who, even though that's not the correct line. But um, who's his dad? Who's his dad? Oh, um, I thought it was Uncle Owen. Uncle. You already answered your own question. Uncle Owen is uh, uncle his dad. Uncle Owen is his dad. Uncle Owen is his dad and Aunt Beru is his stepmom. Yeah, they're like space
1: names. Like nobody's
0: named Han, nobody's named Uncle. It's like a space name. His name is Uncle. <clears throat> Uncle Owen. Interesting take to start off this Game of Thrones episode. So for those of you that um we're not gonna get into like Game of Thrones specifically, but um it was announced in we only have one actual official Star Wars article so far. Um, it was announced. But it
1: is official. I mean, it was on StarWars.com, yep. which is a lot more than can be said for a lot of these sort of, like, for a while, people, I think, were just taking it as a given. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yes, we're getting a James Mangold Boba Fett movie. Oh, yes, we're getting an Obi-Wan Kenobi spin off show or whatever. Like, none of that stuff was officially. None like, of it, it was, was announced. It was all, yep. all hearsay. Uh, we're going to get a Yoda episode. Or? Yeah, that was StarWars.com. Yep. So That's, I mean, it's official.
0: On February 8th last year. Um, they announced that they they will have new films separate from both the episodic Skywalker saga and the recently announced. Now it's been a year uh, trilogy being developed by Ryan Johnson, writer of Last Jedi.
1: But interestingly enough, they've uh, just recently, or as of the recording of this episode, recently last week announced some release dates for some future Star Wars movies and they only released three so it's like whose trilogy is getting made here whoever wins it'll be a white guy but which one
0: well let's get into let's get in, we'll get into their criticisms <laughs> in a couple minutes so um David Benioff and DB Weiss are the producers and and DB of course stands for David Benioff it's David Benioff and David Benioff Weiss I feel so ashamed. That's that they're the same person. That's why you had to abbreviate it. Oh, OK. Um, so these are two guys. Um, they met in like Dublin and they're both writers. Um, their accolades before getting in the Game of Thrones. These guys are known for Game of Thrones. Like that's their resume. That's their like, hey, we're the Game of Thrones guys. Um, They both were writers at one point Like they both have their own fantasy books But I doubt anybody would really be aware of them Like I only knew Benioff's book Did you ever know about this? Um, Nope City of Thieves Um, And then Benioff wrote Troy The um, Brad Pitt movie Hmm. He wrote Did you ever see that? I did see it, yeah um, was it? I, it came out. It came out a long time ago. It came out. I never watched in it in two thousand four. Was that? Was Orlando Bloom in that? Who cares? All right. Go or, ahead, Orlando continue. Bloom was in it. Um, okay. I mean, just like an action movie set mm-hmm. in you know ancient Greek, and everybody's super attractive. And who's the? Is Lena Headey the female lead? No.
1: No, you're thinking
0: Oh, uh, Diane Cr- Diane Kruger is the female lead. Okay. Never mind. That would have been that would have been like, "Whoa, that would have been crazy." Um he also wrote Kite Runner, um the the movie. Mhm. Um X-Men Origins and those are the only three that you would have heard of. X-Men
1: Origins Wolverine?
0: Yeah. Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um and then um DB Weiss, who was his co-writer, had no nothing else. Um he his um game of thrones is like his thing i mean he's done um he's written a couple episodes of like it's always sunny apparently yeah. okay i knew one of them had done some always sunny work but this is like basically this is their um main resume which is not out of the ordinary too right like ryan johnson his big movie was what looper
1: Looper, but before that he had done Brick, which had gotten a lot of um, kind of cult acclaim. And he was a writer for Breaking Bad, which is a heck of a credential. He wrote two of the you know most um, recognizable episodes of that
0: show. Mm-hmm. So these are two guys. Um, they were given a trilogy of movies. Um, we know that they're not Skywalker. Um, and we know that it's going to be separate from um, the episodes basically which is the same thing I just said um, do you want to talk about well here's here's two here's two things I want to talk about um, before we get into like I'll give you one <laughs> um, all right the first no you know what you're you're an all right guy I'll give you both we haven't talked to each other in a while so uh, we have to, yeah. we have to get material out the first one that I'm I want to talk to you about is This is... the Game of Thrones is a series written by George R. R. Martin. He wrote, what, four books? Five books?
1: Five, and a history, and, like, a guidebook, and, like, Mm. some short stories. He's also written a bunch of other stuff besides Song of Ice and Fire, but yeah.
0: So, they are adapting this book that, you know, started in, like, what, the late 90s? -90s. -90s. Mid-90s, and is very, very dense, very, very condensed. Just this big, epic saga. And Star Wars is also a lot like that, but through, like, anywhere they go, they're running into legends, basically. Um. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about... When you
1: say legends, you're referring to the old continuity. Yeah, the, the, the,
0: the old canon. So, um, mm-hmm. like, Knights of the Old Republic is considered legends right now, I believe. Right,
1: which seems to be kind of what everyone, or it's one of the common theories as to what they might be involved in, Mm -hmm. I guess, because knights are old, and knights of the Old Republic are old, and somehow medieval in the Old Republic,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. So my first question, or I think discussion topic should be, are you okay with, like, these are guys that have a proven model of what they do, when they are adapting something that's already been done before. So do you feel confident that they're going to create these new stories or do you think they're going to kind of take what is popular and then kind of mold around it?
1: Hmm. I'm going to let you answer first.
0: Well, for me, I think that... And this episode is basically just created because people are so mad at them right now um, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, without getting too much into it, there's definitely... The the final season of Game of Thrones has
1: proven to be pretty Mm. divisive. Yeah, and they had been... We're recording this the day after the penultimate episode.
0: Yeah, and people are, um, like, threatening to get rid of their HBO accounts. Um, (laughs) That'll show them. um, If you type in Star Wars and Game of Thrones... The first two articles are um, editorials of Dear Star Wars, cancel the Game of Thrones um, trilogy right now. And um, for me, and I think we've already kind of seen this with Ryan Johnson of taking something and then going anew with it. Mm-hmm. Because Ryan Johnson, um, you know, had like the legends to take from, right? Like, everybody has been kind of grabbing it here and there. Like Dave Filoni has historically done that with like planets that he wants to talk about, or he'll bring, you know, certain characters in, like he brought Thrawn in, in rebels. Um, but I am almost kind of okay. If they try and bring some people in, like, let's say it's Knights of the old Republic and they bring in some of the characters that are wildly popular, Um, like the ones from those, um, cartoon trailers, you know what I'm talking about? The ones that like everybody loves of like that, um, woman that the Asian woman that had like the double edged light sword, uh, that that lightsaber that, um, Mm -hmm. have you seen those videos before?
1: i may have watched one back in the day i think you're referring to cutscenes from like the old republic mmo mm-hmm. yeah so like vice the rpg by bioware the knights of the old republic and knights of the old republic 2 yeah. which are, are kind of the i would say the most prominent pillars of that um era in legends and i'll i'll those games were very big and a lot of people really loved and them. i'll just say
0: um if it's not already obvious josh and i do not play those games so like we couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you.
1: I tried to play one. I didn't start playing video games until I was like 16. And I tried to play one because I got an Xbox 360, but there weren't that many games on mm-hmm. it. So I got nicely of the Old Republic 2 because it was backwards compatible from the original Xbox, but it was like a turn-based thing. And I was 16, and just started playing video games, was very impatient, and I hated it. So I didn't get very far into it. But I did later play BioWare, the developer of those games, you know, big games, the Mass Effect trilogy, and I I enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm loosely aware of some of the, you know, I know some of the villains, um, and the HK-47 is an assassin droid from one of those games, because I have the Star Wars encyclopedia that they released... In probably 2008 or 2009, which is now sitting on my bookshelf as like something more than fiction, like fiction even within fiction, because now pretty much all the stuff in it is null and void. Um, but I, yeah, I, we, I, I never played the games, um, mm-hmm. in depth. You can get the first one now on your iPhone, really, and I did, and similarly, I played it for 30 seconds <laughs> and got frustrated. Couldn't figure out how to control it on a phone And haven't touched it since
0: Five dollars down the drain Oh, it was probably ten Well, um Yeah, for for me, that's, um I read the New Jedi series And there's a bunch of them But there's one with, like, the Yuzon Vong, which are, like Yeah The, like, big bad
1: But that's getting into That's not old Republic stuff, obviously That's
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm just saying I bought like I think it's like a 21 book series. I had like 10 of them and, mm. you know, they are, m- might bring pieces here and there together, um, but they're definitely not going to bring that series back. Yeah, uh, I don't
1: I suspect that
0: fans of Legend should
1: I think you probably get, need to give up hope of having legends adapted into these movies in any sort of real meaningful way. Mm-hmm. I just don't think anyone who's been given the reins to a Star Wars movie, at least not for the next five to ten years, maybe once a newer generation who maybe played those games when they were young and now are in a, a powerful position within the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think anyone who is you know a forty plus year old filmmaker who's all of a sudden given the reins of star Wars is going to look at that opportunity and go, you know what I should do go to rile off just uh, copy paste this thing that's already been out and already been established and bears nothing of my mark on it. And you know, I, I just, is not, I don't think it's going to happen folks. So, I mean, even if it is like old Republic or, you know, far, far past in star Wars, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it being like a straight adaptation of, of those games or of the MMO or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that being said, they're kind of just either way. I have been a little concerned about, um, Weiss and Benioff since it was announced. I was like, initially my reservations were, I was concerned that it was going to mark a decision on Disney and star Wars part to perhaps make more adult star Wars content. HBO game of Thrones famously adult, Mm -hmm. and I was like, please do not be bringing these guys in to like Game of Thrones up Star Wars and inject it with all kinds of sex and grit and violence and cruelty that I just, I I I don't need that man, I don't want that I'm I'm only speaking for myself here but I do not need Rated R, TVMA Star Wars. No. I think you gotta remember these are you know, this is for everybody, these are family films I, I would say so that was my initial concern, but I, I that has since gone to the wayside. I think with Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, and the things they've said will and won't be on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't sound like Luke Cage or any of the like Jessica Jones, Punisher, Daredevil stuff. It sounds like if they were to redo that, they would probably push it to Hulu. Really? Where they would have more adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's I mean, it sounds like they're keeping Disney, but like it sounds like they are putting an effort into like, no, we're we're keeping this stuff like as family-friendly as possible. That being said... I feel
0: like they're also pushing that to the books, too, of if
1: lesser, they put yeah, some yeah, adult yeah.
0: content into it.
1: Yeah, they, they certainly get a little more mature. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even then, not extreme. No. I mean, I don't know that any of them are rated R. But um, if you scroll back far enough in the Poe Boys Twitter account, you'll see some poll that I unanimously voted on. Pete and I are both in control of it at any given time, so who knows who's doing and we, we and, don't we don't talk to much. each other
0: whatsoever when we post stuff
1: too. No. So back in the day we had talked about putting like a P or a J at the end of the tweets. Like on um,
0: Hillary Clinton.
1: To, sure. To identify, you know, who was staying an opinion, but we never got around to that. But I did I mean somebody somebody asked or there was a poll or something about the you know, the prospect of wise and benioff And back then even I still I just they're you know they've done a great job of adapting fantastic source material that being said once they got past kind of the road that had been laid out for Mm -hmm. them i think most of the times that they've deviated while they were still adapting the book was a little iffy Mm -hmm. or not as concrete and i think once they ran out of the runway of the books and went in past it there was still some good stuff but it felt less again less concrete it didn't feel as um sure-footed and I mean, I'm sure both of those guys are way, 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 way more talented than me. But I, you know, their big like original thing that they came up with that I I don't even know if it's still gonna happen was like, oh yeah, after Game of Thrones, we're gonna do a show called Confederate, and it's like, well, if the South won the Civil War or whatever. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And then that obviously, that kind of got some outrage going, but and it's like. I was reading about that and I was just like, so this is your big like original thing, and like
0: I I don't know. I'm kind of like um, I I feel there's um there's one on Amazon about that. It's um Right, Man in the High Castle, yeah, that, which is based on a, a novel by Philip K. And, Dick. I mean that isn't a fantastic show. That show is if you haven't read the book, I would recommend Really, it. I, I guarantee you it's very different from
1: the show. It's an interest it's is a really I really liked it. My girlfriend who likes other Philip K Dick books quite mm-hmm. a bit did not care for it but it's it's really good but it's almost like a story told through people interacting with historical stuff I um don't know. it's it's something else so to else. get
0: to your to one of the criticisms of D&D um the confederate mm-hmm. if you go on their wikipedia page um mm-hmm. the second sent third sentence is the announcement of the Confederate was followed by anger and criticism on social media, with some describing it as, quote, slavery fan fiction, leading mm-hmm. to the hashtag, hashtag no which trended number one yeah. Yeah. in the United States and number two worldwide on Twitter, which brings yeah. me to a couple criticisms that um, the guys have had. Um, and some of them, I think, are... Fair. Some of them are kind of, um, just kind of how the story itself exists in Game of Thrones, um, but they have been criticized for a lack of color in the show. Um, how that. a Song of Ice and Fire, um, if it was called a Color of Ice and Fire, it would just be called a Color mm-hmm. of Ice because they're all white. I mean, in their
1: defense to a certain extent, George R. R. Martin is no better. Uh, I mean, the source mm-hmm. of material they're adapting is equally
0: white, white.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that being said, it's TV, you don't, I mean, time and time again, we've seen, you can change the race or gender or identity of anybody of a character yeah. and it, I mean, that's, you know, fine, go for it. And they haven't with anyone. So, and yeah, so, I mean, it's like you're saying, they have those criticisms leveled against them. And then they're like, "Oh, and our next show is gonna be what if the South won this yeah. war?" Yeah, it's like, ugh. Or, well, actually, I guess it's not. Hold on, I do need to check myself. It's not that the South wins. I think that it's like a stalemate or something, and or maybe it is that they went. It's like it's split. It's like the United States is split."
0: Um, here, here I it is. It it's idea. um, and let's not give a ton of time to the Confederate. Uh, It's just the events leading to the third American Civil War takes place in an alternate timeline where southern states successfully seceded from the Union, giving rise to a nation which slavery remains legal and is involved into a modern institution. Mm -hmm. Which slavery is a big part of Game of Thrones. Um, It's a big story arc for multiple characters. Um, Their handling of it is closely related to the book. So it's not like. You know, they chose that because of the relation to slavery. Um, But a lot of the characters that they chose, um, they could have easily gone darker tones. And the dark characters that they did have, they were not as prominent as they could have been um, in the series. Mm -hmm. They just kind of chose Mm -hmm. to make it as white as humanly possible.
1: Yeah, for Mm -hmm. for sure. And I am... Yeah, so that, that was, those are a few things that were certainly stuck in my craw. I mean, I eh, and you just also have, again, I mean, if they're going to go more family-oriented, I don't know that it's every director or every creative team that can do both extremely lighthearted stuff and extremely gritty stuff. I mean, like, I don't know, like, I love Brad Bird movies, but, I mean, I... D- would you have Brad Bird direct an episode of The Wire or something? I don't know. I mean, maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. Um, that being said, you've always got George Miller, guy who directed Mad Max, all the Mad uh-huh. Max movies. Same guy directed Babe and Happy Feet. Really? And he did all those things very well. Um, so, I mean, for all we know, D&D, I guess is what we're calling them on the Internet now. Maybe they have a, a secret vein of like family friendly entertainment in them that has thus far gone untapped. And, and that's kind of so that's and that's the whole crux of the problem, though. Uh, is I mean, these guys are so unproven. Well, I mean, I get, yeah, oh, it's Game of Thrones is the biggest show on television, it's been one of the biggest shows of all time, but it's one thing. So the next, I mean, it's one thing. And there are so many other creators out there who have done more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not getting the shot. And yeah, I don't know. Two white guys have one hit show, they get Star Wars. I don't know.
0: Well, The the one thing, too, that's to their credit is two things. One, they are some people that know how to work a massive budget, right? Like Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. is as close to you get on TV as operating a Star Wars budget.
1: And yeah, though, I would still probably say that the difference in budget is still, probably, no, it's still huge. probably
0: huge, but like you're managing, you know, so many characters, so many actors, so many mm-hmm. different set like locations, right? Like you had mm-hmm. four or five different characters in different time zones throughout the entire sh- throughout the entire show. So in terms of like managing a massive project, like that's something I feel comfortable with. And then the CGI like I can't admit I can't think of another show that has the CGI that they do. Um, So they have some connection to that and, you know, um, working into storytelling that, you know, not a lot of directors get, you know, it's not really like a big hurdle, right? Like, you don't criticize Ryan Johnson or J.J. Abrams because of their lack of CGI. Um, You know, J.J. Abrams even went more into practical effects than anything else. But those are kind of two Mm -hmm. things, like, that if you're somebody that enjoys the spectacle, um, and right now, I mean, it seems like we're both kind of being negative on Game of Thrones in the last couple of episodes, but like in terms of the spectacle of it, it's like one of the best shows out there of just like what you're seeing, yeah, can't the emotions, the feelings that you're getting. It's just kind of leaves that bad taste right now because of the direction that they're taking away from the books, but in terms of the wars part of star Wars. Right. I think it's what we thought I'm actually kind of, I have the same feeling with them as I did when I heard Gareth Edwards was taking over rogue one of like, he wasn't taking, yeah, he was the original guy guy of he, you know, had Godzilla. Right. And, you know, you see that Godzilla Mm -hmm. movie and, you know, um, just like the spectacle of it, of like, the scene I remember specifically is when they're jumping out of that, they're on um, pair Yeah. That Halo Halo drop. Drop. Right. Like they do such a good job of that. So I, if it's closer to like an action packed, um, you know, using more of the force, a uh, closer to like, I don't know, maybe episode three in terms of like, you know, big battles and stuff like that. Um, I mm-hmm. am very, very confident. I'm very, very excited. In terms of like the storytelling, you know, it's like it's not 100% their fault, um, but they kind of do get into some of these tropes. Like, you know, their writing of female characters, for instance, has come under a ton of criticism, Um, not to get into anything too specific, but they, you know, do describe characters that go through events in a way that a lot of people find to be problematic, and they try to make it empowering when...
1: Yeah, they, they've got a, an iffy track record with that, for sure. Right. And that that kind of piggybacks off of something. You mentioned being... Uh, you're, you're actually in Gareth Edwards being hired. For me, when they hired Colin Trevorrow, director of Jurassic World... For episode nine. Um, for episode nine, I was immediately very really? worried. Because... Episode 7, I love Force Bacon so much, and I love Rey so much. That character means the world to me. I mean, I just watched that movie for the first time. I just, I, I love that character so much. And then the idea that Colin Gervaro, who really, really similarly has a, an iffy track record with female characters, um, was, was gonna close out her journey made me so worried and and uncomfortable and uh, and then he of course and then he he did a he did Jurassic World you know he did the one for them one for me he did a small little indie called Book of Something Mm -hmm. um, about uh, a little kid and it like got obliterated critically um, and then shortly thereafter he was like go from episode 9 and now J.J. Abrams is coming back so it's and, I mean, let's be real here. I have Link Kennedy and, and Disney. I don't have a great track record with your Book of Henry. And writers that they're hired. Book of Henry, that's the one. So, I mean, who you know, could be a repeat of that. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of white guys getting hired in these things, you know?
0: Which, um, they've done a the thing of hiring the most well-known person, right? Like, and we've talked about this at certain points, um, criticizing Johnny F and how we thought that was a terrible move on um, Disney's...
1: I don't know. I agree with that at all. Ryan Johnson, Colin Trevorrow, Mar- uh, I mean, I I don't... Gareth Edwards? Well, they were they were big... I don't, I don't think they have cast the most well-known people.
0: I mean, they, they were, those are people that had big projects connected to them. Like, Gareth Edwards, when that movie came out... Um, that was, you know, a big blockbuster movie.
1: Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, but he is by no means a J.J. Abrams. He's no means a, a Joss Whedon, or you know. Yeah, but I, like
0: Joss Whedon, they couldn't get. Right. Right. But I, I mean, yeah. they just one thing I'll say is they've had a bad track record of picking people and then those people rising up to the occasion, which is also you know not a hundred percent their fault because they're not pumping out.
1: What do you mean, Ryan? It's so like Taika Waititi, right? Ragnarok?
0: He did Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. What was his what were, what mm-hmm. what were his accolades before that?
1: <clears throat> he did a bunch of really good independent films. He did Hunt for the World well Hump for, yeah Hunt for the Wilder People. He did Boy. He did What We Do in the Shadows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did Eagle versus. Shark. Or
0: um the Black Panther director.
1: Ryan mm-hmm. Coogler he did Fruitvale Station. He did Creed.
0: Before Black Panther.
1: I mean, Black Panther, straight up, that dude's the third movie. Mm. But see, you're, we're comparing Marvel and and Star Wars and Lucasfilm, and those two entities so are so different. Yeah. Very, very different. I mean, it's been a long time since Marvel has ditched a director. Edgar Wright was signed on to do Ant Man, and that didn't work out. But I mean, Marvel is I mean, they don't have a great track record in diversity of of their of their directors either. Either. Mm-hmm. either. As of yet, though they are, if you look at what they've got lined up now, they I feel they are genuinely trying to go in the right direction and are hiring diverse and new voices. But I will say, of all the white men they are high, they've hired, um, they do tend to go like deeper cuts. I mean, the Russos just directed what may very likely be the highest grossing film of all time and they I mean they were TV guys they did Arrested Development and they did Community mm-hmm. you know Taika Waititi little independent films Ryan Coogler same thing Fruitvale Station small independent film mm-hmm. um,
0: well they did so, Civil yeah. War too and Winter yeah, Soldier I mean, but I mean right. your point being before that is what they the yeah right exactly when they came into the fold mm-hmm. at Marvel yeah that movie, at th- at this point of recording, so we were recording May 13th, 2.49 mm-hmm. million dollars, billion dollars.
1: Freaking better dethrone Avatar. I'm going to be so mad if it doesn't.
0: Um, Yeah, it's already beaten Detective Pikachu into the ground. I don't know if I recorded. I
1: haven't seen Detective Pikachu mm-hmm. yet. I'm hoping, well, and I, I don't even know why I'm hoping, because I'm about to explain the hot take that I had. on on Detective Pikachu. I don't think I ever said it on the podcast. But to multiple people, most prominently my girlfriend, who just rolled her eyes and said, yeah, whatever, I would be like, no, you don't understand. Detective Pikachu is going to be the next (laughs) Iron Man. It's going to make a billion dollars and spawn a dozens-long movie franchise of Pokemon films. Cut to... It comes out. It's got 52 on Metacritic. It doesn't beat Avengers Endgame, which is in its third week. I don't know. I'm, I may have uh, maybe got a little bit of that. And I was like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's the perfect cross section. Like, kids can go see it and they'll
0: take their parents and like older people go for nostalgia. Like, it's going to make a billion dollars. You don't understand. They'll be so, lucky to make 400 million. That'll be fun. Which is still really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's almost as much as I'm making in a year, so more power to them. I'm a personal trainer to the stars. We've never gotten into what we do for a living. I'm a personal trainer to the stars in my day job.
0: Yeah, I manage a hedge fund. <laughs> I'm that guy. Uh,
1: so this, this has been a fairly ranting, raving, rambling podcast. I'm trying to think if there's any other burning thoughts I have. I mean, if, if you know, whenever they f- announce, if it is d d doing these three movies that they've announced the release dates of, December 22, 24, and 26. Those are the years, not the dates, by the way. I mean, I'll, I'll be in line just as quickly as everyone else, and I'm sure they will still be solid flicks. Um, but in a day and age where there's just such a wealth of creative talent out there, it's hard not to be like, yeah, but what if that was like, this person what was that person you know i i don't know i mean i i hate being like an armchair film critic you know hot take machine being like oh no these guys don't know what they're doing it's like you know i'm a personal trainer of the stars i make seven figures a year what do i know <clears throat> but yeah i mean if we're you know if we're being on a star wars podcast we're being hosts and we're being honest uh, yeah i don't know I'm a little currently. I'm I'm ambivalent about um, about those guys, and I guess if I had to pick between you know those three movies being the D and D trilogy versus the Ryan Johnson trilogy, I would be more excited for Ryan Johnson trilogy. That being said, there are a lot of other creative folks that, if, if I heard, were hired. To be in charge of a Star Wars thing, I would be much more excited about. So, I don't know. But hey,
0: you know, 10 years ago, we thought we'd never get Star Wars again. So Right now, there's not a lot of stock in the trilogies that people are...
1: Yeah, Star Wars is in such a weird place, man. Because they're doing this whole, like, oh, after Solo came out, we realized there's a cadence to Star Wars movies. It's like, that's not a thing. Marvel puts out three movies a year. We talk about cadence to Star Wars movies. Also, yeah,
0: not only that, but like there's still so much Star Wars content being put out, right? Like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mandalorian's getting put out Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Clone Wars. We have resistance resistance. Um, Episode nine will be, you know, if it's one third, the success of Endgame, that's still a billion dollars, most likely. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah. I wonder if they're gonna um shut down every other movie like they did with Endgame. Cuz like Endgame's success is like part because everyone needs to see it, but also because they just like made it be 70% of every single movie theater for a solid weekend.
1: Yeah, but that's not Disney. I mean, those were the theaters call.
0: Or well,
1: I guess so. I mean, it definitely is. A theater's is a, a business. It's run by a person. You know, they're doing what they need to do to make money. It's not, you know, Disney's not going with, you know.
0: But they control the studios, right? Like, they purposely did not move a lot of their products around Endgame. And then people don't oh, want to be, yeah, and, yeah. you know. It's the reason, like, Detective Pikachu came two weeks out before. I mean, after, and Shazam was two weeks before, you know, both of those movies. I mean, they did okay, but, like. Not anywhere where they should have, you know, like if that was a nah, summer blockbuster movie. Because I'm like, I don't know.
1: I don't know how much of the theater going audience is going to go to the movies no matter what's in theaters. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to the movies and Avengers House, I'm going to that. I feel like it's Avengers House, I'm going to see Avengers. Like, if, if there's just not good movies around, they just not going to go to anything, I feel like. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. know. Um, I'm just a personal trainer of stars. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm just a personal trainer of stars. There's seven figures a year. I don't know.
0: So in conclusion, listeners, um, and all those figures are nines. There's a little bit of background on D and D. It seems like both of us have resounding yeses in terms of us being excited for the D and D Star Wars. Um, And uh, we look forward to the Dragon Jedi that is coming out. Um, and also yeah, the, family, like Dragon Jedi, actually. the family the actually. family issues, um, the aunt and uncle. The, no, the you know what? Let's we've we've done well enough without the spoiler. Oh, Luke's so. dad, Uncle Owen. Yeah, Luke's dad, Uncle Owen. If you full circle, if you've listened to this whole episode,
1: tweet at us. Hashtag. Shut up, po-boys. Boys. <coughs> All right. And uh, we'll be on look lookout for that. Well, you get, you get a like out of it. I promise. Oh, yeah, and, you a finish this episode. and a follow. And a
0: follow.